messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We're going to talk about TV commercials tonight. Good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. Yo mama's so fiscally responsible, she got all that on free layaway. No! My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Vives. Hi, Andrew. So, you got some um, dirty words on your mind, eh? Yeah, it's not just me. It's the marketers who uh, who's, who are who like to swear. They like to say the bad words. What is the impetus for this? Um, I've been thinking about this show for a while. Um, there's a there's a pain relief commercial out there that I feel like is is the exact sort of um, you know uh, the the platonic ideal of this idea, and it just kind of came together because they're not the only ones who've tried to integrate swearing into their commercials. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll get um, we'll get down and um, dirty, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, later on the show, also um, coming up in the ad council, uh, boy, it's a real friend. It's a real friendly get together in our ad. That's how you can tell today. a podcast is successful when the people who write in are all your personal friends. Exactly. Of course, one of these notes did come to me privately. Actually, I guess they both came in privately to my um, phone via text. So I'm not even. Sure. I didn't check with anybody whether or not this was on the record. My conversations with them. This but is your. This is we'll your. Po- anyway. This is your. Um, your belated warning that anything you send us ever or anything you ever communicate to us under any conditions or circumstances is on the record through any means through any means in person yeah. via text via the social media platform. yeah unless you have a notarized document from me saying that it's off the record it is on the record yeah or you know you can even give i mean you, it doesn't have to be notarized for me just let me know this is off the record but <laughs> none of these people said it was uh off the record so um yeah i got an interesting show idea from a friend with a great example uh, uh, apparently one of our friend's parents was I almost said cheap. And while she might describe it that way, I certainly wouldn't. I would say one of our friend's parents was keeping an eye on the bottom line. Frugal. Frugal. And had an alternative to Kool-Aid that she apparently served. And we found a commercial for that. Something I'd never heard of before. But I got to say, the commercial really worked on me. My friend says, don't bother. But I say, I don't know, man. (laughs) That commercial makes me want some of that generic Kool-Aid. Plus, uh, pink bunnies selling batteries. Apparently not just the purview of Energizer. It's, uh, yeah, for for whatever reason, uh, pink bunnies are the the way to sell batteries. Uh, The industry has spoken. Seems incongruous but anyway we'll get to all of that in the ad council plus an old vhs gem from 1995 a little commercial i like to call his versus biz but first let's get into some swearing I know we said this last time, but boy, the knack really had a sound. Yes, it was highly recognizable. Indeed. So what do you have first? Um, let's start with this one for Asper Cream that is kind of the idea, the one that kicked this off. Um, Asper Cream is like a topical uh, pain relief medication. 
And is it from another era? I mean, I do think it sort of sounds like an old person joke, sort of like Metamucil and Aspercream. But I don't know if I'm even right about that. I I associate it, yeah, with like being an old an old timey thing. Like Dones pills is mm. another one. Mm. Um, I think that was for your back, right? Like I bought some. Well, I'm the wrong person to judge these things yeah, you're, by. You're a total but I bought grandpa. some. I bought some Dones something or other at one point or another. Yeah. So I think Aspercream is kind of like. Um, you know, anything that you put, I don't know if it's like icy hot or what, but it's some kind of topical thing for pain. Okay. They're still trying to be a going concern uh, anyway. Um, and they really leaned into this, like, you know, ass is right in the name. Mm-hmm. So why not just like, uh, why not show how hip and cool they are with a little swearing? So they're not, ju- this is not just for your grandparents anymore. Yeah. This is for your foul mouthed nieces and nephews exactly so the the premise of this ad is actually kind of silly and funny it's um two women uh who are having like a sword duel in sort of an ancient roman context Mm -hmm. you can see the what looks like the Colosseum in the background um they're dressed in kind of like flowing togas and they're having a very like um pretty pretty robust sword fight here um, and in the middle of their sword fight, one of them uh, experiences like some back pain or some muscle pain. Had enough? No, arthritis. Here, Aspercream arthritis. Huh. Full prescription strength. Reduces inflammation. Thank the gods. Don't thank them too soon. Kick pain in the Aspercream. Wow, that's intense. <laughs> Did you know that that is actually one of the official rules of fencing? If you're about to win, but the other person has some sort of a, a, a pain, you have to offer them asper cream. You do, yeah. Then you can go in for the kill shot after that. Yeah, I think it's interesting that they chose to do this with two women gladiators. That is yeah. And they are also sort of not fighting in front of a like a big crowd or anything. They seem to sort of just be alone in, in the town square having this sword duel so I feel like the marketers weren't exactly sure, like, is it cool to have it in the... Like, they wanted to do ancient Rome, but they were, like, probably, were like... I think their spidey senses are probably telling them that, like, the the actual gladiatorial, you know, in, in, the, in the Colosseum itself probably raises some troubling issues. So it's just like, well, let's update this with two, like... Super empowered women who are having a sword fight for reasons. Yeah, I was going to say, why do you think they had it outside? You see the Roman Colosseum right behind them, but they don't put it inside. What? Why do you think that is? I, I just, I don't know, but I, I mean, you know, when you, the the true history of the the Colosseum in Rome and the fights that happened there is very, you know, terrible, and and people were, you know, it was people enslaved and tortured, and we all saw Gladiator just. See if you haven't seen. Do you know that I haven't seen Gladiator? Well, Don't tell right. me what happened. We all, the rest of humanity, mm-hmm. all saw Gladiator, um, and it's it's just it's sad how you went, how most people ended up there. Mm, I see. So they didn't want to invoke that, but they did want to invoke ancient Rome. So, yeah, for, and then they have for two un- women. Reasons like, that are unclear to me, like why you people have arthritis all the time, and throughout history they just really wanted to do this in ancient Rome. Yeah, it's like, I if it's it's like they the... had a map painting of the Colosseum, and they were like, we gotta use this thing. Yeah. I, yeah we if, got these togas on discount. It passes the Bechtel test, though, unless it they does were... does pass the unless Bechtel they were fighting over, test. Unless they were fighting over a Roman man, which... But they, they don't, don't talk about that. him. That's the 50 but they don't have second names. version. Um, oh, the women don't have names. But that's a very hard bar to pass in a commercial. In a commercial. Nobody has names 
a sure, commercial. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, the fella in our next commercial does have a name. Oh, wait. No, no. I was skipping ahead to Kmart, but we have to deal with... Ch- no, I was right. I stand by my transition. The person in our next commercial does have a name. He does have a name. Um, so- and it's a sir. He's been knighted. <laughs> I think he's self-knighted. Self-knighted? He'll go blind. (laughs) This ad is in heavy rotation on uh, some streaming channel that I watch. Uh, Probably Pluto, because I've been watching a lot of Pluto lately. Um, But Sir Mix-a-Lot is back, and he is uh, shilling for Chex Mix right now. And so we all know the song Baby Got Back, of course. And oh, is that one of his deeper cuts? <laughs> yeah, right. I celebrate such his his wide catalog, Sir Mix a lot. I kind of I kind of give Chex Mix credit for for like tapping Mix a lot to be their spokesman. I mean Chex Mix, it's right there. Seems obvious. Oh yeah, I Mix guess. a lot. I have a really bad attitude about this commercial. Yeah, you really hate it. Um but I think it's I I both sort of appreciate the the craftsmanship i guess of the the parody song that they've done here there's a parody of baby got back and they're touting the fact that the bagel chip is back so bagel is back is like that the, i'm into the fundamental and i love a bagel because chip. i love the bagel yeah, chips. the fact that they got rid of them was ridiculous that's it's the what second this song best chip says. in there um so it's like if you just it's just the lyrics to baby got back except it's all converted to talk about a snack mix and then there's a really problematic part, I feel like, in the, the Me So Horny line. Which, oh, yeah. So if you don't know, I mean, you know, obviously, that line. but I kind of for, I actually did forget that that is sampled in the song, because it's also sampled in a... Um, it's sampled in a couple of hip-hop it, songs. Yeah, and yeah. Two Life Crew, I yeah. think, really. And it's a sample from Full Metal Jacket. It's a I sample think. from a scene of Full Metal Jacket where a Vietnamese prostitute... Uh, like propositions two of the the main characters in the in the movie and it's like a really degrading it's intent you know obviously the movie understands Mm -hmm. that she's that's degrading to her but it is also kind of upsetting just to watch it decontextualize as i did recently this this week um in preparation for this uh and so it's like the it's kind of the the foundational text for like a lot of racist um you know stereotypes about Vietnamese women in the in the mm-hmm. Vietnam War, um, and so she says that line, "Me so horny," and then it got got kind of like again decontextualized, sampled, used in all these other contexts, and so then it's in the original "Baby Got Back" song, which is like its own thing, and then. <laughs> They try to like they want to keep it in this this remake this parody which you don't have to which do which you by don't the way. have to do checks mix you like sometimes you that. can you can just skip things that are like it's that a are bad three and a half minute song yeah. your commercial is uh, sixty to thirty seconds yeah so so they try to like I'll sh- we'll talk about how they try to sort of mix it up here pun intended I guess uh, to make it like not bad mm-hmm. and I don't know that they've really succeeded because the thing is like you can't. You can't invoke that scene and not have people 
think of the line and the scene. So the for visuals, though, this is basically a parody song. They just kind of remake the lyrics, and then it's accompanied by Sir Mix-a-Lot, present-day Sir Mix-a-Lot, who basically, you know, he's styled like he was in the yeah. original video. He, he's, looks, looks, he's pretty well-preserved. He preserved. looks good, a yeah. um, little bit older, you know, a little bit more salt and pepper, I believe, in his facial hair, if I remember correctly. And this is the song that we hear. I like my snacks and I cannot lie. But guess one thing I despise. It's a bag of snacks that basic taste. And it seems like such a waste. Cause you're hungry and it ain't enough. Need a snack with a mix of stuff. Checks mix ain't no comparing. I'm hooked but I'm down with sharing. Oh baby, you can find me crunching. In the studio munching. My homeboys tried to warn me. Cause that crunch you got makes me so hungry. But, oh, something's missing. And you're wondering where it's been. Well, excuse me, excuse me. You know I need a mix. To move me now, checks mix is your task. I'm telling you, I ain't gonna ask. We need another hit in the membership. Gotta bring back the bagel chip. The bagel is back. I should say that there's three women who are um, dancing behind him, and sometimes they're dressed just like kind of casual, I don't know, like women might in a casual workplace or at yeah, home. Jeans, and, blouses. Yeah, and it almost at first I was going to make the argument that they were sort of dancing a little bit um, trepidatiously maybe, like just like a little bit maybe like they are women of a certain age, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong about that. As the commercial goes on, they start styling themselves more in the style of Sir Mix-a-Lot and the video itself. They're kind of dressed and black outfits and are being his backup dancers. Yeah, and I think it's worth noting, given the racial context of that line, that mm -hmm. I think at least one of them is Asian, one of them is black, um, and the it's they all appear to be women of color to me. And I think it's like Chex Mix is trying to bend over backwards here to like make this okay somehow mm. to like make this to to make that line like kind of pass the smell test and I just just don't think it does like I just don't think you have to include that part now I cut off the last like 15 seconds of the song is there anything that I'm cutting off is there a big power out or a surprise or anything should I hit play to yeah just let it finish oh my god Becky oh, yeah. look at those bagel chips they look so round and tasty bagel is back the bagel is back that yeah, so, oh my god Becky happens usually at the beginning of the right, song. The real the real line is oh my god Becky look at that butt. But this is the 60 second version we just watched. Clearly other versions probably cut off at the 30 yeah. second mark and don't include that extended line. Yeah, I just think that like Baby Got Back, you know, obviously it's a it's iconic as a song. Uh everybody knows it. I can understand Chex Mix seeing a lot of like cultural capital and wanting to to and wanting to leverage it. And I know, I know Mix-a-Lot is happy to, like, you know, get paid for that song again. Um, and I don't really begrudge him him a paycheck, but there's just a lot of, like, there's a lot of sort of race. There's a lot of, that song has a lot of freight, has a lot mm -hmm. of baggage. And not even the fact that it's about asses. It's about asses. The, the oh my God, Becky, look at that, look at her butt, is like about, is like a, a white woman talking mm -hmm. about a black woman's shape. Mm -hmm. um, and... It's one thing when a black artist, I think, you know, produces a track. And also, it was just sort of a different time. But, like, a black artist produced that track, and it was a big hit and whatever. And it was funny. You know, it was intended to be a funny song. But there's something 
even though I think the sort of production quality of this is pretty good and pretty high, and obviously Mix-a-Lot was involved with it and, and they do signed off on it. Good visual kind of rhyming of like these big round yeah, bagel there's, chips. There's a bagel chip by. that he like a giant bagel chip that he's standing on that's meant to look like a like an ass that like he stands on in the video, I yeah. believe. Um, but it just yeah. feels like. I don't know. Like, there's, it just feels sort of problematic. Maybe I'm being extra snowflakey. Well, here's the deal. Like, I come at this with a lot of baggage because I'm not a big fan of like this kind of um, novelty music. Anyway, I uh-huh. I didn't like this song when it was new. Yeah, I, it was I, always a novelty song. I, I don't like it today. I, I think it's funny that a novelty song like that has so much staying power. I think it's a little. And my apologies. I know probably the majority. I'm going to guess of our audience is probably Seattle based, but like. Um, I, I just think it this the the celebration of Sir Mix a lot in this part of the world. Now here he's a really nice guy and everything. I have no personal beef with him. <laughs> I'll make that very clear here, uh, in case he ever wants to come on the podcast, I guess. But um <laughs> But like the 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 celebration of Sir Mix-a-Lot in this area, where I just think that we've sort of like raised him to a level of like he made a parody song. I know he also had homies, or what was the song about something on Broadway? Like on Broadway. on Broadway. But like. Um, I don't know. I just I'm not a huge fan. And then it just reminds me of that sort of cringy thing that Seattle does is like, hey, we have somebody famous. Let's yeah. ring everything out of it. Now, this checks mix does not play into that at all. This is not a Seattle based commercial. I'm just coming to this with all this baggage. And it just seems like such just a cookie cutter thing that is very much like we've seen all these other brands do from Geico bringing up artists from this exact generation, this era, whether it's salt and pepper doing Geico commercials, I think, or what is the commercial for where, um, the uh, the hip hop duo are eating ice cream. Oh, that's also a, a, an insurance commercial. That's, um, uh, Why am I blanking on their name? That's embarrassing. We talked about that commercial quite a bit. Yeah, it, we like the ad a lot. Yeah, but it just sort of seems like, good Lord, this has been done. And then add on top of it, you're serving food and comparing it to ass. Yeah. Like, how about we don't, how about we find a song that isn't about ass? If we're going to, if you know what I mean? Like, fine, if you want to sell insurance, like, I don't know, there's. Oh, tag team. Tag team, exactly. Um, so anyway, for every, nothing about this works. It seems like a really lame nostalgia grab that isn't breaking any new ground. I think you're you're more right or your points are more relevant than mine about just the fact that, oh, yeah, you have several, like, problematic is too strong of a word maybe, but I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I dislike this commercial. It just tries to sanitize to something that, you know, it, in its own time, in its own context, was a novelty song and was, a, like, you know, a little risque, a little dirty, and I think that, I think that Full Metal Jacket clip should be permanently retired. Yeah. Um, just because, not that the movie is wrong to have the scene in it, but that the, again, like when you decontextualize that scene, it just becomes about like a, a, a stereotype about Vietnamese women. Mm-hmm. Specifically specifically in their relation to GIs. To GIs, and, exactly. And yeah, you, which yeah. I just think is really gross and, and like should be retired. But um just broadly speaking, I don't have a problem with with this approach, and I don't have a problem with with Seattle lionizing Sir Mix a lot. I think that's fine, um, but this one just gave me kind of a an icky feeling in some ways. Um, these, I see you have a couple of Kmart commercials here. 
Are these from the same campaign that that drop we played at the top of the show is yeah, from? Yeah, it's that around the all... same era. Because I'd never seen that commercial before, and I thought that was pretty interesting. It's a bunch of kids out yes. in a playground somewhere, and I think it was around... Did I did I see that right? Was it about, like, 2003 era or yeah, maybe a little so bit newer than that? Back in the kind of the early 2000s, um, Kmart did a series of ads uh, that were all sort of, like, playing with this idea of language and, like, obscenity and in the case of that drop we used at the top, it was like a bunch of Yo Mama jokes, mm-hmm. except that it was not jokes. It was like all the kids saying like, because, you, you know, like growing up, like if someone said like, hey, did your mom did? Hey, your mama got that at Kmart. It was a it was a mm-hmm. diss, right? Mm-hmm. Like Kmart was like the place for cheap clothes where you got cheap clothes. Um, and so I think Kmart tried to have this, had this idea of like, what if we turned that around and we made it like, you know, um, like have it to have cultural cachet to buy things at at Kmart and by extension like yo mama jokes become yo mama compliments right in that commercial like I I liked that commercial a lot we didn't play the whole thing and I think I accidentally deleted the link to it so I I don't know if I can play the whole thing now but I liked it so much that I thought it was fake at first because (laughs) the kids are talking in somewhat believable slang before they start getting into the jokey um, yo mama yo mama so fiscally prudent that she probably got those on free layaway or whatever like it's really funny what they do with it but it's so funny and a little bit edgy in a way that I was like I was like, oh, this must have been something made on spec. But it, no, it seemed like it was a real Kmart commercial. So are these two that you're going to play now kind of part of that like edgy campaign? I think they were made around the same time. They're a different campaign. Um, mm. This first one really made a lot of headlines, though. And I remember this campaign. It was the Ship My Pants uh, campaign or, hmm. or ad. Um, but of course, if you say Ship My Pants quickly, it sounds like Shit My Pants. Mm, now I get it. Uh, you're getting it. So we have a guy, uh, kind of a middle-aged white, bald guy um a little schlubby standing in kmart talking to a kmart sales associate um which i've been in many kmarts can't remember ever being helped by a sales associate but your mileage may vary that bombed out kmart we used to go to in la <laughs> I know, where right? we'd go Did to the anybody basement ever walk up to us and go like sir can i help you the, yeah, because sir this has been closed for two decades sir, you've always, you've been, always here. been here we went to this and a uh, listener mike actually wrote in one time to tell me exactly um where the Kmart was. For some reason, I had it near the La Brea tar pits, but I think I'm wrong about that. I can't remember exactly where it was, but it wasn't too far from where we lived, and it was a two-floor Kmart, and I think it might have been one of the last Kmarts, because they're not around anymore, right? I think they're... The God, I think they're all gone. And yeah. this place was so trashed by the time. Maybe there's one in that town where uh, that last blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in an M. M. Night Shyamalan script somewhere, there's yeah. still a, a Kmart that won't shut down. Um, but we would go there exclusively for puzzles. I was there like two <laughs> or three times true. in my life, and I think it was only to get puzzles because we went through a mini puzzle phase in Los Angeles. A friend got us a puzzle as a gift. We enjoyed doing it. Then we're like, well, let's keep doing this. And we're like, well, let's go to Kmart. Yeah. And you would go down an escalator and then in like a tumbleweed would blow by. Right. And you go way back to the back corner was the toy section. And it was like one like Tickle Me Elmo missing a leg, like hanging yeah. off of a shelf. And then at the bottom shelf were these dusty. A ghostly dust- bride would <laughs> drift by. <laughs> and there were like these dusty boxes of puzzles. Yeah. We'd buy a couple and take them and home. And that's how we kept Kmart in business for one extra year. <laughs> exactly. So... Uh, sorry, I interrupted. So this guy's schlubby, and he's in the Kmart. He's talking to a sales associate. You were saying, yeah, and this was in the era, I'm sure, when like 
online commerce was just starting to take off and mm. Kmart was like, uh-oh, yeah. yikes. Um, and so the premise is, let's say you go to Kmart and it's, but go out on a limb here, poorly stocked. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, so your your size of your pants that you need aren't there, but they can ship it to you if you if you can't find your size, which is just another way of them saying like our supply chain is hella mm-hmm. broken. Um, but they tried to turn a negative into a positive by why giving... why shop online where you can come to the store we and, won't have an and order we'll send for you. To you exactly that is exactly it's the like pitch going that to an internet here. cafe to do your internet shopping. But credit to their marketers because their marketers were like, fine, here's what we're gonna do. We're mm-hmm. gonna change it into like a dirty joke or like a you know a a. a a risque uh, joke by having it sound like you're saying shit my pants. So this guy starts talking to the uh, sales associate and then people all over the Kmart start talking about other things that they're going to have shipped that I guess are not available in store. Ship my pants right here. Ship my pants. You're kidding. You can ship your pants right here. You hear that? I can ship my pants for free. Wow. I just may ship my pants. Yeah. Ship your pants. Billy, you can ship your pants too. I can't wait to ship my pants, dad. I just shipped my pants, and it's very convenient. Very convenient. I just shipped my drawers. I just shipped my nightie. I just shipped my bed. (laughs) If you can't find what you're looking for in store, we'll find it at Kmart.com right now and ship it to you for free. I think it might be the same campaign because uh, as those kids on the playground because it's the same exact logo and stuff, which I had never seen before It's definitely the same era. That's interesting. And for reasons... Never made clear at the end of this commercial, the family the, the that has been saying that they're going to ship all this stuff are like in a four way hug with the sales guy. Oh, yeah. I almost I almost skipped over that part. I guess they're all just. Yeah, it doesn't really fit the joke. The joke is it sounds like they're yeah. crapping their pants. Huh. It sounds like they're crapping their pants. I, I agree with you. Like, it's so hilarious. I mean, it's a it's a I think it's a funny ad. It is wild to me that Kmart ever thought that like. A good sales pitch to people is come into our store. We won't have what you need. We'll ship it to you later. They must really have been like, we need to take a big swing here. I guess so. With uh, the whole campaign, maybe. And so there's another one here. What is what is this one? I see a woman. This is Kmart still. I'm assuming same era and she's pumping uh, gas. Yes. Apparently at some point Kmart tried to get into the uh the gasoline business. Oh, probably again in reaction Just desperate to desperate to do something because, like get get people out, like Costco to a store. Do uh, do Sam's Clubs do that too? Maybe they were just trying to find a new path. Yeah, find it, find a new revenue stream. I don't know. I've never been a Sam's Club member as an adult, so I don't know if they also do the wholesale gas. But certainly Costco does. That's mm-hmm. like a big reason for people to go there. It's one of the main reasons that. I'll like make the trip on a Saturday and when I'm there I will often think like well I'm here I could like go in and you know get a get a few things that we always get at Costco it's it's a great I mean I don't know if it's a, I can't I don't know if it's a loss leader for them but it's definitely like a a, a a big draw because the mm-hmm. gas is a lot cheaper. Do you know that I think the first time I heard the term loss leader explained to me somebody used Costco gas as an explanation? Oh, of it. it actually is and one. I, well, somebody to- so somebody told me that it. once. I don't know if it was at that time. Yeah. If it is now, I don't know if they were right or not. But that was the example they used. And I remember being a little confused because I didn't know that Costco sold gas. So then I, they just had to explain yeah. that to me too. Well, if gas if if gas is actually a loss leader for them, that's a huge amount of business that's kind of a yeah, big I, loss I, to take you know, in other words like yeah, i know I'm they dubious. buy i know they sell it at wholesale prices and that's kind of the thing with costco is you pay a membership fee 
and they buy things at bulk so that they can sell it to you at some, you know, at presumably a large discount. But I don't know if that means that, like, they're actually taking a loss on all that gasoline. Or well, I mean, not to be a know-it-all here, but I'm uh, at a website called rather-b-shopping.com. And it oh, says I love seven that. insider tips you must know. No, I'm sorry. I know the hot dog is Hold a on. loss leader. Seven insider tips you must know about Costco <laughs> gas prices. And it says, one, Costco usually loses money on gas. Oh, interesting. Um, it okay. says uh, the hot dogs, the gas, and the rotisserie tic- uh, chicken yes, are all famously the chicken loss the leaders. Dog. But again, that is from um, ratherbeshopping.com blog. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah. I was clear on the hot dog because they refused to raise the prices. Mm-hmm. And at this point... Um, it seems like probably like everything else is going to support the the subsidy to subsidize the hot dogs. Right. There was some famous story of like the yeah. CEO saying to like the vice president, I don't know if it was a like, vice president, like yeah. you change, you touch the price of that hot dog, pack up your office or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if that was Brotman or uh, there's a couple of them that are like the main the main dudes. Anyway, yeah. So famously the hot dog. So anyway, um, Kmart I guess tried to get into the the gas uh market and they in the same way ship my pants sounds like a uh, kind of a dirty phrase big ass savings or big gas savings. oh i thought this was going to have to do with ha- like i have gas or no. pass the gas this is big big gas, ga- big gas say oh you, so know, you have a yeah sir mix a lot would enjoy this you got it so you have a woman uh filling up her tank at the pump and she's uh kind of bemoaning the fact that gas is so expensive and um, the woman down the at the other pump. Maybe this is something like you use your your Kmart card or something hmm. to buy it. I don't know why. Like they would be at the same pump having different pricing experiences. But the woman down down the way tells her to use Kmart. Ugh, I hate these big ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big ass savings. I'd love some big ass savings. Kmart shop your way members save thirty cents a gallon. Thirty. Wait, yeah, that doesn't make sense. The woman who's complaining about gas prices is also at a Kmart pump. That doesn't make any sense. No, it's confusing. They made a mistake. That is a Kmart pump, right? Or, or, or is she at a different pump and up top you just see a Kmart advertisement? She's at like some other. Yeah, I maybe feel like it's where you just get street. some, like if you use, like you get some kind of okay. rebate or something. Okay, okay. Ugh, I hate these big ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big ass savings. I'd love some big ass savings. Kmart shop your way members, save 30 cents a gallon. 30 mm. cents a gallon? That's a big-ass discount. Big-ass discount. A really big-ass discount. Really big-ass discount. Honey, this solves your big-ass problem. Totally solves my big-ass problem. Dad, look at that big-ass truck. Big-ass man. Hello, big-ass man. Shop your way members, get big-ass savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. I see. It's totally so, unclear to me how yeah, you is, save. They're not, you know, our whole setup about. I don't think this is about them selling gas. This is like our grocery our store way. used yeah. to have a, a thing where I would rack up points and then I could take off pr- uh, money at the pump if I went to like a Chevron or something right. or participating. So but, but my really, apologies really for the vague, lead up to they're this. They're really vague on how it is that you access those savings yes i see so it makes sense they're not all at a at, at a kmart gas yeah. station they're all at a gas station but it, the con- our confusion by the way is justified because there are kmart yeah. signs all over the place trying to reinforce this message probably in case you're seeing this you know during a sporting event you're at a bar the sound is turned down you want kmart in the screen as much as possible yeah but it is really confusing and i would have i have no idea having watched this commercial how um 
you know, at the time I would have, you know, implemented this 30, mm-hmm. this 30%, this 30 yeah. cents a gallon savings. What else we have here? All right. You know, booking.com, right? Booking dot, yeah. Booking dot, yeah. Um, they tried to have a little fun and, and they're certainly not the only company to do this with the fact that any, any word that has a king on the end, mm-hmm. uh, can kind of sound like fucking, mm. uh, or kind of like, uh, kind of make you think of that anyway. Uh, actually, a friend of ours was telling me about a uh, uh, a radio commercial for uh, for I think it's Geico truck like like long haul truck trucker insurance, and they uh, in this radio commercial keep using the word truck in lieu of fuck, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to make you you know you hear it but you but your brain tells you it's it's mm-hmm. fuck right. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to truck you like an animal is probably employed. It's frequently said, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, and I looked for that, but it's very hard to find radio. It's commercials. so hard to find radio commercials. Yeah, I was yeah. hoping maybe with a, a big brand like Geico would be available, but it's not. Anyway, for Booking.com, um, they use a sort of a similar idea, and then just booking instead of fucking. Hmm. Sounds um, like a stretch. You got a family uh, coming into a in like walking down a, a long hotel hallway as they arrive for their vacation, and I think the the voiceover is going to do most of the work here. This vacation has been a year in the planning, and here you are, standing, nay, staring down your dreams. The rest of your holiday hinges on the moment you walk through that door. The door. Now, can I just interrupt for one second? So the reason we're hearing like jungle noises and stuff <laughs> is it sounds like this. So we're seeing sort of a montage of maybe three or more different families on vacation. And the first ones we see, as you said, Vives, are is just like a family walking through the hallways of a motel. Another family is walking up the steps in what looks to be some sort of tropical paradise. And then another family is driving through a uh, a forested area that almost looks a little bit like it's a like it's a, <laughs> a Jurassic Park or something like that. And that's where we heard those jungle noises. I haven't seen this yet. I just wanted to explain if you're picturing a family walking walking yes, through a hallway and you hear it. three different vacations about to start. Exactly. So I'm going to back it up a little bit here and we'll pick up here. Nay, staring down your dreams. The rest of your holiday hinges on the moment you walk through that door. Hmm. The door opens. You hold your breath. And then you realize... You got it right! You got it booking right! Because it doesn't get any better than this! It doesn't get any booking better than this! Look at the view! Look at the booking view! This is exactly what you booking needed. Bask in the booking glory at over a quarter million properties. Planet Earth's number one accommodation site, booking.com. Booking. Yeah. Can I say a couple of things here? Please. I really like the idea that they start with. The idea of you really. And maybe this is a certain age and class thing now. I think there was a time in my life where you were just excited to be on vacation at all and you weren't discerning too much about your surroundings. Whereas now, 
when we see the montage of various families getting closer and closer to the door that they're about to open in the in the lodgings that they're going to share for the next week or days or whatever. Yeah, we've all had that moment. They have this look of anxiety on their face. Like, what is it going to be like when we open the door? And then as you hear, they all open their various doors and they love what they see and they're very excited about it. So I love that premise. I think yeah. that's an interesting thing to address in a commercial. The booking thing doesn't make sense. It doesn't sound like trucking to me like it just it seems so stupid it seems like such a stretch in other words you were saying that there's a truck commercial where they they replace fuck with truck like that makes sense but replacing like booking it doesn't it doesn't invoke it doesn't like make you think of it i think it's i mean it's clear what they're trying to do but it doesn't seem clever at all to me it seems like a square peg in a round hole yeah it's no shit my pants exactly that that's they went for it the shit my pants concept as a sales uh, idea was dumb, mm-hmm. but as a marketing idea, I think it was great. Um, all right, so let's try this. Uh, if you're not into booking, if you're not into uh, getting it booking right, let's try this Bud Light ad. This ad is pretty old now, um, but I re- think I remember it because it definitely made an impact. It might have been a Super Bowl ad. Mm. Um, we're in a pretty standard issue, white collar office, cube farm type of office, and uh, we begin with this kind of, I guess I would say sort of sh- another kind of schlubby guy, office guy, you know, standard issue white guy. They're also like, like you said, they're in this office with a drop ceiling and the lighting and the isn't very lights. good. So like, nobody seems to look super nobody great. Nobody looks yeah. great and nobody is styled very great. Um, this guy walks up to a woman sitting at a desk and sees a jar by her desk and she tells him it's a swear jar. So like we obviously... I don't know if this office has a problem with swearing or why they need to have a swear jar, but when he finds out that the swear jar might be used to purchase Bud Light for the office, it kicks off a whole new uh, culture in the office. (laughs) I already know where this is going. By the way, this is a very quick... I'm now like so hyper-focused on the lighting in here. The shot is sort of... It intentionally shows the dreariness yes. of the drop ceiling, it's which quite I think dreary. is, and some of the lights are out. It's not like Joe versus the volcano bad for those who see that as a universal reference, like me. Right. But like the fact that like some of the shitty lighting in the drop ceiling is just also not working. Yeah, it's meant to put you in an in the mind of an office that is a yeah a fairly dreary place to work. What's that? That's a swear jar. Every time someone swears, you put a quarter in it. Who gets the money? I don't know. We'll use it to buy something for the office, like a case of Bud Light or something. Fucking awesome. <laughs> F*** you, Bob. <laughs> F*** you, Jim. Eric, I have a bag in line three for you. <laughs> Can I borrow your pen? Can I borrow your f***ing pen? Now the guy gives her the pen. Will the owner of a white station wagon please go f*** yourself? <laughs> we're going to go down there and we're going to f*** some a- We're going to f*** some a- We're going to f- We're going to f- some Poop. Doesn't count. Shut the <laughs> in case you so I'm going to back up a little the guy who is really going bananas is like he looks like he's like the head of the company or something they're in a meeting and he's giving a presentation he's swearing his head off obviously this is a montage now we see a woman who's uh, she thinks she's by herself at the copy machine and she just utters a kind of a quiet poop under her breath and then somebody nearby says doesn't count and that's when she goes off poop doesn't count shut the 
I am so proud of you suckers. Here, here. <laughs> that is. Uh, I'm shocked that they allow the word suckers to get I know, in there. And bag, uh, yeah. bag, sort of. Not that douchebag yeah. is the worst thing you can say, but it it's very. It really makes you think about the words. It really does. That's great. Yeah. And that feels like a Super Bowl commercial because to me it's, too. Because it's so uh, kind of edgy and pretty you know yeah. Pretty creative yeah and, that's yeah. a great i mean that I was legitimately laughing yeah. yeah that's great they and very on brand for them too i just yeah. sort of feel like that feels like over the course of 30 years bud light has a vibe right? it does and i mean you you know this isn't gonna that's not how coke is gonna do an Mm-mm. ad right like yeah. you're not gonna have um you know like even Wendy's, even some of our more like uh, cheeky, cheeky brands that are more like for for people of all ages. I think the fact that alcohol and beer is an adults only mm-hmm. product gives them a certain amount of license or or makes them feel they have a certain amount of license to to be out there and be like in a more adult space with yeah, their advertising. I think you're right. And I, I you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm for it. Like I, I like it. I don't know how we finally got here, but you know, I, I play these um, commercials off of YouTube off of actually, I should just even say I'm logged into our after these messages, YouTube channel, which you can find by looking up after these messages, podcast on YouTube. But um, it's always suggesting things to watch after this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times it will be like, oh, you guys are watching a bunch of retro commercials or something. Here's retro commercials. Um, I don't know why, but right now it's suggesting I watch Cannon, Cannonball Run 2, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, and also, they want me to watch the B-52's Love Shack official music video, which I've seen enough. I don't, yeah. I'm don't. i not going to play it now. I think they just know that you like that. I know. I just like it's. I mean, YouTube. They're like, this isn't relevant to your other interests, but we've met you. You seem like a guy who would like the B-52s. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Speaking of Love Shack. Huh. I do not like to karaoke shame anybody. Oh. But... I was KJing this weekend. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I wasn't here for this. But no, I was here for this. You were there this. for it. Yeah. And it was like, again, and I, 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 I hate to do this. And I don't want anyone to ever feel like they can't go up and sing a song that they like, um, whether they have a, a great voice or, or not or whatever. But that very drunk couple. There was a, there was a duo. You know, I duo. only vaguely remember because I was a very drunk singular that night but um and i wasn't doing any singing but were they out they weren't they didn't have bad voices it they were just out of step they with the could song, not right? get on the rhythm and it was like they yeah. had never heard love shack because i remember they messed up tin roof rusted i'm like how do you mess that up well That's the dude the said whole tiny thing. roof rusted i'm like if you don't even know my dude if you don't tiny even roof. know oh, you must have been pretty tin roof rusted if you're just reading it off of the screen and you're misreading it as tiny roof rusted then maybe just pick a different song. Pick a song that you've heard even one more, even twice. Do you know that I have, this is a true story, like, obviously I'm not a filmmaker, and the the idea of even making a 30-second a commercial exhausts me, knowing all of the work that goes into making videos and, you know, like, high-level, high high-production high videos, but... I can't help but to sometimes like think of jokes or whatever that I feel like would fit well in a, a small, I don't know, video segment or a commercial or whatever. And I love the idea. I've thought of this before of just like in the background of some scene or an introduction of some scene, a, a throwaway line of people arguing and one of them yelling at the other. No, your tin roof rusted. I don't know why I think that's so funny, but it's something I've thought about a lot. And clearly you think it's funny, too. So that's 
working out. I probably I probably would need to just like see it. You know, can you picture what screen. I'm talking about? Like the type of I can picture what it looks like to have a person in the background having the last line of an yes, argument. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And before the, the main characters walk onto the screen or across. The I think if something. you put that in, it derails the entire ad because everyone's going like, what? no, you're right. It wouldn't work in something that has a it has a focused message. It would yeah. have to be a goofy thing. I'll cut it all out of the podcast. OK, then no, that sounds like work. Uh, tiny roof rusted. That made me laugh. Tiny roof Slash. rusted. Tiny. Tear my rusted. hair out. Okay, so none of that has to do with commercials. No. Um, we have a Hyundai commercial here, though. Yeah, so this Hyundai commercial is this pretty old now. I don't know, maybe 10 years old or something. Um, and we have a guy talking with the sales associate in the Hyundai uh, you know, showroom or whatever. And he's getting the good news that uh, it's going to be a really good deal. And he lets out an expletive, but it doesn't go as planned. Pretty sweet specs on the Hyundai Santa Fe Sport. And seven-passenger Santa Fe. Tons of awards, hands-free smart liftgate, and America's best warranty. Son of a... Blueberry. Did I say blueberry? No, we're on seven-second delay. Thank you, Carl. Okay, so... Obviously, seven-second delay is something used in broadcasting, but these guys are IRL in the showroom together. And when he says, thank you, Carl, we pan over and we see that there's just some, you know, again, schlubby-looking bearded sound guy sitting yes. behind an audio uh, board. A, a, a straight-from-central casting sound guy. Yeah, he looks a little bit like... A, he, he's. Yeah, he looks a little dead-eyed, kind of balding, beard, and he's just sitting there with a microphone, and he will just punch in other words, apparently. Who's the guy? He was in Sarah Silverman. Um, Brian. He's got a kind of a Brian Oh, Posehn yeah, little Brian Posehn here. Now they go, they make their pitch on the blue screen, the Hyundai blue screen sales event thing, um, but then it looks like he comes back at the end. Do you know what happens here? I think, I think the sound guy has something else to say. EPR for five years. Thanks, Carl. Don't worry about it. They just say thanks, Carl, and he says, "Don't worry about it." With his uh, reverbed uh, microphone. Um, all right, and then I, yeah. So oh, I, I thought oh, just that I thought that one was like kind of good, um, but I feel like they could have they could have somehow like I know this is this is nuts and maybe it's just a timing thing, but like I feel like one more. One more instance of the joke would have been better. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't it, really seem to play to anything. Blue, yeah, and also, son of a blueberry isn't the like. Yeah, like you wouldn't say blueberry. the the good place did such a great job with fake swears because in the good place they mm -hmm. can't say swears. So whenever they somebody tries to say fuck, it comes out as fork. Mm -hmm. Bitch comes out as bench. Uh, shit comes out as shirt. And so I think there was a better, there's some better writing choices that could have been made here. Holy but I, forking shirt balls. Holy forking shirt balls. This exactly. is the good place um, or the bad place or whatever she says there. Um, you know, I feel like biscuit is what you would go for there. And I yeah. almost wonder if Hyundai pulled back a little bit. Like, I just don't think they started with blueberry. Could be wrong. Yeah. Like, but it doesn't have like biscuit at least starts with the B.I. sound. Yeah. You know, um, uh, and son of a biscuit is something people say sometimes yeah. instead of, you know, like like cheese and crackers. Yeah, exactly. I remember there was some joke going around. You didn't like my tin roof rusted joke. You're going to hate this. But remember kids, I feel like my friend Tony like came up to me one time. He's like, hey, you know where I went this summer? Sonova Beach. Uh, and you're like, oh, did you hear that? Have you heard that before? Unless I've told you that story. Was that a thing kids said? 
I think that is, I don't think Tony made that up. I remember that my, there was my mom or somebody in our family had a, like there was this always came out every summer because it was like in the beach clothes uh, trunk or whatever, but it said life's a beach. Mm-hmm, sure, yeah, um, yeah. And, and then you fry was one, And then too, you fry, right? right. Yeah, right so yeah. I, that's how I, that's, it. you know, I. it's one of those things where I, I remember seeing that shirt and being able to read it before mm-hmm. I understood that it was like a play on Life's a Bitch. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so, all right, so moving on, we've got this, there's a, a, there's a few of these that are from overseas where swearing is, of course, like, has different cultural connotations and also different words are swear words. In this case, this is for um, a product that already sounds dirty, which is Handy Ultra paper towels. <laughs> I didn't know you could advertise handies. I know, right? In this country, you can't. Um, but in this one, um, this is different people, a montage of people who uh, realize that they need a paper towel because something has spilled or whatever. Um, but instead of uh, just saying instead where where something spills and they might say shit they say sheet. Oh, I get jokes. You get it. Oh, sheet. Sheet. Sheet, Max. That's her dog's mess. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Sheet. 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 Soda went all over the place with these kids. Wow. This sheet really works. Ultra strong. Ultra See, I think that I that's joke Australian. at the, the the joke at the end. This sheet really works. I yeah. feel like that should be the joke throughout. Like the first of all, why were why was the second scene of two women dressed up like they were going out? But for the sneaking evening, something out of the refrigerator. sneaking an egg out of the refrigerator. I don't know. What is the backstory of these? Does, is clubbing significantly different in Australia? I don't know why it involves eggs. It's confusing. It is like it's at nighttime. It's a nighttime. And they're dre- they are, secret egg And they're sort of dressed up. Am I wrong about that? No, yeah, they look like. It has the feeling of like they're back from a night out. I see. And they're getting a midnight snack. Maybe not trying to wake the rents, the parents. I call but parents they rents. But they seem so old time. to be like having to be sneaky yeah very very confusing maybe people have to live with their families longer in australia yeah and you know when you go to a dance club in australia everybody dances the other way yeah um terrible joke my apologies not just to our audience but especially any listeners in australia um but uh i really like the joke at the end i feel like the whole thing should be this sheet really works yeah i agree just like keep better, repeating better, that throughout better yeah. uh tagline i totally doctor, agree doctor doctor what should i do <laughs> All right, one more that is also from overseas. This is for Burger King, and this is a UK ad. Um, And if you didn't like Booking.com, you're really not going to like this because they just use king instead of fucking, like as if the whole first syllable of fucking is just like totally swallowed or or unsaid. Mm, But they don't beep up until the king. They don't beep up until the king. They just say king, like that's king tasty. Um, so you've got oh, a, I don't like that. Yeah, so you got these two middle-aged white guys. Uh, one of them is like sitting on the edge of his moving truck um, and enjoying a breakfast sandwich or a burger or something. I can't remember. Um, in the wake of doing some work, and his friend comes up and asks what he's eating. What are you eating? Oh, it's the Angus from Burger King. It's king delicious. Oh, he looks king good. I've not had anything since king breakfast. Hey! Get your mitts off my King Flame Grilled Angus beef. What did you do to deserve such a special King lunch anyway? I moved your huge King bed off that King lorry over there. Which of you two idiots broke my vase? Missus got a King Governor, isn't she? She's King Mental. 
do be Kai three cheese. So they do be per. Yeah, because I think there she actually a, says it. Yeah, there might be a cultural thing there. I don't get that. Yeah, I guess it's maybe, and I'd be interested if any listeners are uh, living in the UK or or have experience with this. If this is like a reference to a particular type of like a dialect or an accent mm-hmm. of a particular area or region of of the UK. Where like the where the first word or the first syllable of a of a gerund like that is often swallowed, and you can't mess around with the truck puns sounding like fuck because they call them a lorry over there, yeah, which really so confuses. That, yeah, they things. really lose out on that whole fun fun business. Here's a little pop quiz for you, Einstein. I don't know why I'm getting aggressive here. At first, I have a issue with accents, and at first I was like, oh wait. Did you say this is, you know, from England or Australia? Then I immediately realized, oh, it can't be Australia because it's not called Burger King in Australia. It's called, and this is the quiz part. Do you know what Burger King is called in Australia? It was the first thing Luke and I saw when we landed in Australia. He got a burger at this place at the airport. In fact, he was, I believe he got the vegetarian burger. He wasn't eating meat at the time or eating less meat at the time. I don't know what it's called. All I can think of is the Royale with cheese scene. Yep, and it's not. It has nothing to do with royalty in this case either. Adding some, con- I mean, maybe making the question Just like harder. Penal colony. <laughs> burgers. Yeah, yeah. penal colony. It's called Hungry Jacks. Hungry Jacks. Does that sort of ring a bell? The logo is kind of the same, but it says Hungry. I've heard Jacks. of Hungry Jacks. I had mm-hmm. no idea that that was the the Australian Burger King. Yeah, that it was the same company. There you Speaking go. Speaking of fast food, I've got one more example for you. This is a print ad. Mm. Um, that that ran in. Um, I'm pretty sure this was a a UK thing. I can't remember now, but um, KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, or I think they just prefer to be KFC now. Yeah, they're not Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore. It's weird. They um, they had like some sort of major meltdown um, in the UK at some point where like their chicken was just like. They, they just didn't have any chicken, basically. And like, pe- they had to turn thousands of people away. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, it was a whole I think kerfuffle. I mentioned it. And so for their apolo- their big apology, they printed a, a picture of their bucket, their famous mm-hmm. bucket, uh, with like a, a mea culpa, we're sorry, we screwed up, uh, like written underneath it. But they rearranged the letters KFC to say FCK oh, on I thought the it was- bucket. You know what? Like, I- fuck. You know what's funny? Which I think is pretty good. I thought you were going to say uh, JFC, but I guess that's a little bit too edgy. That would be quite edgy. <laughs> that would maybe get some of those million moms marching again or something like that. I don't know if the million. I don't know if the millions of moms march in other countries, but that's true. I think FCK is pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. All right, um, I'm going to keep this uh, short and simple today. I told you at the beginning of the show that I call this commercial Biz versus His, and the reason I call it that is because that's the name of the commercial. Do you remember a, a laundry detergent called Biz? Genevieve? Yeah, I do. I had forgotten about it, but when I saw this if commercial, it me, did ring a bell. If you had asked me to name a thousand... A thousand, that would be like name a thousand. Name a thousand laundry detergents. If you'd asked me to name all the laundry detergents I I know, I have to tell you, I probably couldn't have called that one to memory. Uh Uh-huh. But 
having heard the name, I do recall it. It's so 90s. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, you know, if it had held on, maybe we'd be using biz pods now and or, not thinking twice. Or biz twice. sheets. Biz sheets. These sheets really work. Yeah. Um, the, the sheet really works. I'm loving the laundry uh, detergent sheets. Oh, Are yeah. You we're using them? sheets now. I'm okay with them, I, I guess. feel like it's so great. Like, there's so little waste. Well, I don't know if everybody knows about this, but we've shifted from pot. I actually talked about this on my cleaning podcast. I'm sure. Um, we I'm sure are, it was headline news. We have been experimenting with moving away from using the pods or even the the liquid detergent which I had been using uh, to these sheets they look kind of like dryer sheets only they're a little bit spongier a little thicker yeah. uh, and they're actually made of soap and in, in fact I uh, used up some of my friend's um, laundry detergent recently so I had some of these sheets sent to him and I had to tell him like be careful these are not dryer sheets yeah. these are made of soap but they come in a thin cardboard box or a recyclable plastic box that's very small compared to what you're buying yes. the other stuff in um and the sheets just no water you throw them no into waste, the water no, and they just yeah. like dissolve and so there's no plastics oh no... it's so great like i have seen so many shots of like huge trash dumps mm-hmm. and and landfills where it's just those orange you know uh laundry detergent plastic jugs. things jugs yeah. that will just that will be on this planet for a million years but on the other hand housing costs are up if we create more trash islands oh, we could build on live. there yeah. that was pretty much the premise of um the superman movie that they made with brandon routh Who's Brandon Routh? What era is this? He was like it was like like late nineties, early aughts. Really? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, I Kevin's, didn't even know about the, this. The uh, the our national hero Kevin Spacey was uh, Lex Luthor. Oh, I do remember Kevin Spacey being Lex yeah. Luthor. Yeah. He basically like the pl- that piece of garbage. That, I mean, he that piece of garbage. And the premise of the movie, or the premise of his like evil plot, was he got some pieces of kryptonite and used them to make the like scariest ugliest islands out in the middle of the ocean and his his big huh. evil plan was he was just like going to create new real estate out like, of out of kryptonite out of why would kryptonite be the best material for me because then it just grew it like overnight like instantly he's like if you drop a piece of kryptonite in the water it yeah. it for un, for reasons unknown makes a big island <laughs> And then so, Superman can't patrol those islands because Does of that play into it? So you can yeah. have a lot of evil there. But if you're the landlord of these islands, why do you want evil there? I know, right? Wouldn't you want? Like, I, a I swear I've seen this. It's so bad. It's such a dumb movie. Now I was going to ask you: Is this the Superman where they're up on the where Lex Luthor's up on the roof and they're skiing? But no, that's one of the Dick Lester ones from the seventies or eighties, rather. Yeah. Oh, was Gene Hackman 80s Lex Luthor? He's 80s Lex Luthor, Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, you made a joke about... about I'm sorry, who plays the the Lex Luthor in the movie that you just described? Uh, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey, and you said, of course, national uh, hero or treasure national or whatever. Treasure, yeah. The thing is, there was a time sure. I remember in the 2000s, like I was trying to make a joke by going around. I, mean, I don't know if I was going around saying this, but like to like be the I wanted to be the one person in the world who didn't like Kevin Spacey because no, you were way so, ahead of the curve he was on that so one. So celebrated, yeah. and I actually did like him. I was just joking, <laughs> you know. I mean, we loved the usual suspects, sure. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, he really was universally loved and he played because he was like a good actor who could be in like really good films but also could be in some mainstream stuff so people who you know like whatever he made us all feel more like 
uh, we appreciated Phil Moore or something. What was the show he made where he's, it's, you know, the House of Cards. House of Cards. Like, that all was before we knew what a scumbag he is. And I loved House of Cards. Do you know, I have not seen The Usual Suspects, a movie that I've seen quite a few times because it's so good and a lot of it unfolds and you can pick up more. I have not watched that movie since. Oh, you know, I don't even. It's not even fair to call them allegations, right? Are they proven allegations against him? I mean, I think it's whatever. Like whatever this, whatever what the legal status is, him. what we yeah. know about him to be true. Um, and yeah, that's funny. That does kind of ruin that. I mean, it definitely ruins that movie. I guess I don't want to watch that movie anymore. I've also seen it on Kaiser Sose. Okay, we get it. Yeah, you get it. It's Kaiser Sose. <laughs> I won't. I won't do it now. In the off chance somebody hasn't seen it, but isn't there a TV show or something where the joke is kind of like my the very end? You hear somebody saying "Tin Roof Rusted." Isn't there a scene somewhere where it begins somebody blowing the end of it? I feel like it's Chelsea Peretti or somebody like that, it's... and she's like, "Oh, it doesn't matter," and she's totally ruining the 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 end of one of the the most yes, is it the spoil worthy movies? Is it maybe like the Mindy Project or? Uh... That's definitely something that Mindy would do. Yeah, on the somebody Mindy just project. like dismissively. Okay, just like exp- like yeah, the last the the. I mean, in keeping with your joke about like a a, a punchline that you hear as a scene uh-huh. opens, um, just somebody spoiling, uh, spoiling the end of of the, the usual, usual suspects, suspects is kind of a funny way to open a scene. Anyway, um, so the biz. <laughs> Let's go back to this commercial that I started talking about forever ago. Um, in this commercial. You have. I think it might be Amy Schumer. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think I it's some Amy that. Schumer project where she's saying that. I could see that. I think it's maybe yeah. from Trainwreck. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um. So you have a man and a woman, and they're like, I'm gonna put them. Let me fast forward here a little bit. So they're like clearly like um uh uh, uh you know they're they're supposed to be a couple, but they're the most '90s couple you can imagine as like sort of like middle aged married couple. Sort of. He looks like he works for Microsoft. He's got pleated beige pants on with, with a, a button down shirt tucked into a it. Teal button down tucked in. She's wearing something actually sort of similar. She's wearing like a flannel that's tucked in. She's got like um kind of shoulder length curly hair um she's also got pleated pants i believe now here's the here's the real uh key to this commercial they both have uh some sort of jersey style shirt with a white front on it taped up or pinned up i remember this ad because it was very compelling painting easels so if you can picture them behind painting easels but instead of painting on canvas they are about to paint onto shirts white shirts with blue sleeves and they are painting using paintbrushes and jars of spaghetti sauce and she's gonna write on hers biz is better and he's gonna write on his his is better h-i-z i believe uh and then they're gonna wash them both and they're gonna see which shirt still has the stain afterwards so which bleach is better on tough stains she says biz is better that's ultra biz he says his is better his is a leading color safe bleach. We let the stain set in overnight. Then, one small scoop of Ultra Biz here. Twice as much color safe bleach here. Hey, and the winner is. Biz. What? Biz is better than his. <laughs> Ultra Biz, the better stain getter. He tried to cheat by doubling the amount of his generic detergent uh, in color safe bleach, I guess. Um, and uh, and it didn't still work. He enough. still saw a shadow of. And so his is spelled H I Z. 
Iz is spelled I-Z on both of the shirts. Um, but I, there was a, a little sleeper joke in there that made you, ch- I saw you chuckle unless you were paying attention to something else. No. I saw it legitimately. He puts, the, he puts the little paintbrush that's been dipped in the pasta sauce in his mouth and kind of does like a, hmm. Oh, yeah, because it's, that's kind of like a joke, right? If you're painting, like somebody might accidentally, like absentmindedly put their paintbrush in their mouth and get a I didn't bad even, taste. I of... didn't even take it as like being absentminded, just that he's like, he's smelling the pasta sauce and without... Uh, thinking too much about it he just like puts the paintbrush in his mouth because it has pasta sauce on it i thought it was like a i thought it was like a funny little moment and potentially something that the actor chose rather than the script you know maybe it's a pretty big it's a pretty he he's everything he does in this commercial is big like he is mugging the whole time um so i i'm not sure that doesn't seem improv to me but i could be wrong about it but more importantly let's check in with the ad council Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind Here's the first personal private text message that we received from a friend that we're going to share on the show. This Blow is from this up. our friend Benjamin Harrison. Uh, and by the way, we mentioned Ben on the show a lot. Do we? Pl- I know that he doesn't need our meager audience. He does not. But we should plug, right? Why would we Why would we not? Yeah, he hosts um, a couple of Star Trek podcasts, including The Greatest Generation and The Greatest Trek. I think is the other one now. It was it, mm-hmm. it kind of I think the name of that one changed, but they're do, he and and Adam, uh, his partner, do uh, they re- they recap old Star Trek like '90s Star Trek like you know Voyager and Deep Space Nine and uh, uh, the Next Generation, and they are recapping all of new Trek that's being made now like Picard and Discovery and uh, Strange New Worlds and all of this all of the Star Trek that's being made now. So check it out; it's great. And, of course, um, K-Pod, it. which I believe is still between seasons, oh, K-P-O-D-D. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, good reminder. Which uh, we've, we, we were, they were uh, kind enough to invite us on that show, which we've talked about before. So check out all of Ben's projects. But anyway, because that's my way of saying, hey, listen, if we're going to uh, try to turn private conversations into content, let's at least uh, yeah. give our friends the plugs they deserve. Um, so we were, last week on the show, we kind of got a little foot fetishy, and we were talking about the 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 footwear of various spokes cartoons it was started because m&ms said that they were going to be firing or getting rid of all of their m&m spokes candies and replacing them with maya rudolph as i predicted or just knew the whole thing has been revealed just to be a super bowl stunt of course the stupid spokes candies still exist I almost don't want to talk about the, whatever M&M's does during the Super Bowl. I almost don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I'm so just pissed off about I just I'm so sick of playing into Mars Candy's hands. Anyway, um, one of the foot choi- footwear choices we were talking about was the um, Energizer Bunny, which has been around for like 30, 40 years now and has maintained pretty much the same footwear, which is flip-flops. Yes. If you can picture the bunny marching through the uh, through the screen with his little drum. 
And Ben said, uh, were you aware that outside of the U.S. and Canada... Oh, by the way, Ben's very worldly. Uh, he says, were you aware that outside of the U.S. Yeah, and Canada... I didn't Canada, even include the text where he'd mentioned going to Africa, which is something <laughs> yeah, that Ben yeah, will mention yeah. to you. I know. He was just like, well, I was picking up batteries in Nairobi. I noticed it. Um, that, that's exactly how Ben talks, as anybody who's heard his <laughs> podcast knows. Uh, were you aware that outside the U.S. and Canada, the Pink Bunny is a Duracell character, not an Energizer character? It might be fun to find some Duracell Bunny commercials to compare, and it looks like you did, Genevieve. I haven't watched this yet. You found a Duracell commercial with the pink bunny. Why is everybody using pink bunnies to sell their batteries? Well, there's actually a whole explanation for that. But yeah. let me ha- let me pl- let you play <laughs> these commercials, um, which are there's a whole compilation of them. You don't have to play them all. But basically, mm. the and the Duracell bunny looks different from the Energizer bunny. It's more. Um, it's more like a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. Uh, its face is more animated. It talks. Um, it's got a Duracell battery just like strapped to its back and it wears like a little, um, it is kind of a, a plushy looking animal, mm-hmm. kind of like a stuffed animal, but um, it's wearing like a little, a little yellow shirt, like a copper top and a black bottom, like a Duracell battery. Yeah, and would you describe this animation? I'm just sort of seeing it now for the first time. It's almost like the kind of animation that was in those classic, like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It looks sort of like stop motion, but Uh I think it's just... Modern. Modern CGI. But it's got that texture to it. But it's very textured looking, yeah. Um, So in this one, um, there's just a bunch of these here. I think this one, like, it's in a a race against uh, another rabbit that represents, they don't ever refer to other brands of batteries. They just always refer to a generic zinc battery, which I don't know what the difference between a Duracell battery and a zinc battery is. It is gray or silver, the other rabbit. So I wonder if that is a slight nod towards the Energizer gray and black colors. I guess so, but I don't think Duracell and Energizer are like, I don't think one of them is a different kind of battery. I think this is some European thing where, they have some kind of batteries from the 60s that were made of zinc. Okay, so should I That's what I'm this? imagining. So this is some sort of race between rabbits. You know Duracell lasts longer. Compared to zinc batteries, Duracell keeps going. And in devices like this, up to 10 times longer. Duracell lasts longer, much longer. At the end, when they say devices like this, you see a, uh, I think it's a camera, actually. Like, it's not a, the rabbit, the main rabbit character who just won the race is now with a sexy uh, female bunny, and they're taking a selfie together at the finish line. It's interesting that um, they're taking a a photo with a camera that takes batteries. (laughs) Yeah. Like, how old is that commercial? I'm not exactly sure, but that's interesting. So this little pink rabbit gets into all kinds of adventures. There's one here where um, some, like, government types are trying to make contact with an alien spaceship that's Hmm. that's landed. But when they try to talk to the aliens, their megaphone dies because they are using bad batteries. Mm. And then the the bunny kind of interjects there. But anyway, you get the idea. It's a pink bunny character that, um, that talks and... Did he talk in the one that we just heard? Why don't you play this one where he goes where he's where they're talking to the alien spaceship? Okay, I think I'm gonna have to like kind of uh, find the beginning of that one. We're watching a uh, we're watching a uh, a montage here of like ten minutes worth of these commercials. I think it might start right around here. So there's a big alien spaceship. But the the megaphone dies. Sorry. Bunny runs up. 
Megaphone, you can't quit now. These will keep you powering on until the predictable sequel. Thanks. Can't stay. Gadgets to save. Huh. We meet. Oops. But then the batteries die again, and then the alien spaceship, like, like unveils its cannons. I don't think it died again because it's got the Duracells in there. I think yeah. it just created the feedback, and uh, the feedback scared the aliens, so they pulled out their guns on the ship. Whatever. Not to bunny explain. No, yeah. that's fine. Um, all right. So you might be wondering, why do both of these battery brands have such a specific mascot as a pink bunny, right? I'm literally wondering that. Um, this is something I read. It's from Coleman Insights Media Research, which is just sort of like a little blog about uh, various marketing and media things. And it actually had a really interesting and, and pretty good explanation of why they both have this mascot. So before the Energizer Bunny even existed, there was a Duracell bunny, and they created this bunny in 1973, and it, um, and it featured, and their, their Duracell bunny featured Pink Bunny's drumming, uh, like, Whoa. little, yeah, which claimed Just to be- Just like the Energizer yes, Bunny. exactly. Well, that's, it's not an accident. So, um, in 1988, so, you know, a few years later, Duracell let his trademark lapse and was no longer <laughs> running the campaign. What? So Energizer swooped in and created a commercial in which a pink bunny, like their old pink bunny, basically, yeah. is interrupted by a fresh, cool bunny wearing shades and carrying a big fat drum. So you've oh, seen that ad, right? Where, yeah. where it's like more dynamic than these like little sort of like very clockwork little bunnies. So it wasn't just trying to steal it, the IP. It was playing it was, off of it. It was taking a shot. Yes. And then... Holy shit. So then Energizer filed for its own trademark, which was followed by Duracell filing for a new trademark for the original campaign, but it was too late. Uh, and Duracell ended up agreeing to an out-of-court settlement that did give Energizer the right to use the Energizer bunny in the U.S. and Canada. So that's why it's got the big sunglasses, because it's very 80s, it's cool, like, we're the right. cool ones. And then this, as part of the settlement, Duracell retained the rights to use its pink bunny elsewhere. That's really interesting. Yeah. That's fascinating. It is great, yeah. I really do like that. Well, thanks, Ben, for hipping us to that. Uh, also, it's probably worth noting that the Duracell pink bunny, no shoes. No shoes. No shoes at all. And then this other text message I got from my friend Nikki. Now, we know that Ben listens to the show. And so I think when he sends us something like that, it is fair game. I literally don't know if my friend Nikki actually <laughs> did want this uh, on the show or not. But she knows we do a show about commercials. And at first, I thought that she was sending this like maybe she was listening to the show and heard us talking about the um, Kool-Aid man who was, again, last week, I think, we decided he usually does not wear shoes. The, my Kool-Aid man doesn't wear shoes. Yeah. There's several different iterations, but the one that crashes through the walls doesn't wear shoes. Yeah, um, but I think Nikki implied that uh, having a conversation with her brother, Kool-Aid, come up, uh, came up, I should say, and Nikki says, I just spent like 20 minutes desperately trying to remember the shitty off-brand Kool-Aid my parents would buy us. It's called Wyler's, and it sucked, says Nikki. <laughs> Have you heard of Wyler's, W-Y-L-E-R-S? No, I've heard of many other types of Kool-Aid, rip. you know, uh, also Rands. I think Zarex or Zarex. What? Zarex. Was that what aliens drink? No, Zarex. And, ah. and, and, um, and also, this is a grim reference point, but, um, you know, the drink the Kool-Aid phrase is a reference oh, sure. to Jonestown. Mm -hmm. But I believe that in actuality, the Jonestown 
massacre was oh. not Kool-Aid. It was some off-brand. Oh, that is... Okay, that's interesting. Well, this is Weiler's. We don't think that this was associated with any kind of m- mass murder. Um, <laughs> as far as I know, that I want to be, be on the record for that. Now, Nikki sent this commercial from, I'm going to say, probably the 80s or early 90s for Weilers. It's called Stop the World and Drink Weilers. Um, and oh, I was flavor aid at, Co- at Jonestown. Oh, okay. Um, but Weilers, you see kids, I think in both or all the examples, these are like little boys and they are um, in some sort of a, a, a athletic activity. The first one, we see some kid and he's playing basketball, uh, you know, with some other kids at, like on the playground or something, although they do have uniforms, so it seems to be somewhat organized. Um, and then he goes up to like shoot the ball, but then suddenly everything freezes okay but the kid doesn't freeze and he hops down and he goes and he drinks a big glass of Weilers and then he runs back <laughs> to where he was with the ball and nice. then the action picks up again and very then he small wonder dunk, dunks it or something oh no not small wonder yeah very, that's the robot that's the robot uh it's very um out of this world oh i didn't watch that i think that's the one where you she can, can stop time oh i didn't know about that um, and then there's a skateboarding kid and he's doing the same thing and like everything freezes. He gets off his skateboard like mid jump on a quarter pipe and comes down and drinks some Weilers. And then, you know how Genevieve and I think you do, the Kool-Aid man will say, oh, yeah. Yes, well, I am, I'm familiar. In this one, and this is key to Nikki's follow up text to me, because I argued that this commercial is great and it actually makes me want to drink Weilers. And she said, don't. It's terrible. Um, but. There, the Weilers logo is not a big picture of Weilers. It's literally the world. At some point in between these two pastiches of kids enjoying their athletic endeavors, you just see a cartoon Earth out in space taking a big glug of Weilers and then saying something, I believe, kind of similar to, oh, yeah. Stop the world, I want a Wilder. Can't we please breathe? Can't we? Oh my god. <laughs> Can't we? The, the cartoon Earth just like pick yeah, did you say this? Picks up a picture and just like dumps it down its gullet. I forgot that it's an entire Totally picture. engulfing South America. <laughs> but it goes, Can't wait. Oh yeah. That's upsetting. Here, I want to pick it up here again. Oh no. Now, now we're doing skateboard tricks. Like I am That's I a great ad. Love that song. Yeah, it's so eighties. The, the jingle it's, is fantastic. Yeah, it's so Would love great. to hear that on the uh, the old uh, phone line. And if they do to do it. They do something really uh, refreshing, which is so the kid's skateboarding, and he must be skateboarding near a beach somewhere. I don't know a lot about skateboarding, but I know that you can't skateboard on the sand. So I'm assuming that he's at some sort of skate park that's near the beach. But meanwhile, all of his little kid friends are on the beach frolicking, and they have a giant tub like a giant um punch tub or maybe like something that you would put a a keg in to keep it cold and they've mixed up a whole bunch of wilers and they have ice cubes in there and he just takes his wilers glass and plunges it in there and then dunks uh and then chugs it and also do you notice when both of these kids they're, they're perfectly facing away from the camera so it's a uh 
perfect profile of them and the glass says Wilers. They have to hold the glass and they have to reiterate every way possible yes. that this is not Kool-Aid. It's not Kool-Aid. This is we can't stress Wilers. this enough. It's not Kool-Aid. I wish the globe would have said not Kool-Aid. Yeah. That would have been the I only mean, thing that would make this that's... better. Clearly, the subtext. Yeah, but I'm, I wrote back to Nikki. I'm just like, that looks great. Like, I want some Wilers. And Did she say why it wasn't and good? She says, no, you don't. She just said that it was gross. She here's her follow up text to me. The commercial made me think of a topic you could do on after these messages. Commercials for lesser slash cheaper slash knockoff versions of the real thing, and how they tried to convince you that they were not only just as good, but maybe even better. Like Wilers would have you believe it's better because their mascot isn't a jug of juice. It's the whole world. Well, I've got some good news for Nikki, but some sort of bad news for you vis-a-vis show production, which is that we did that show. Oh, we did? Yes. It was called Second Brand News, and we did it about a year ago. Uh, We looked at commercials for products that never quite made it to the top of the category heap. We talked about Fago, talked about fake spam, talked about Hydrox. Well, now I'm a little bit mad at Nikki for not listening to the show. Yeah, I'm a little bit mad at you for not remembering (laughs) the show. Hey, I'm here every day. doesn't matter if I remember it. (laughs) You can sell anything. You can sell anything. I was going to say we're going to get Nikki on the show to do that episode, but I, now i got to write to her and say, we already did it. Here's a link. Yeah. Can you send me a link to that, Genevieve? <laughs> I can I'll send, send it to, you a link send to it that to Nikki. Uh, meanwhile, the rest of you folks can contact us all kinds of ways. You don't need our private phone numbers in order to uh, get on the show. You can uh, comment on anything we talked about or share commercials that are uh, top of mind for you at the Facebook group. Just look for After These Messages podcast on Facebook. Uh, there's a YouTube channel where I've been collecting all those commercials that I've been finding on VHS tapes. Uh, just look, for, again, if you type in After These Messages podcast, that's the best way to find it. Uh, you can email us, after these messages show at gmail.com or the voicemail, 607-444-5597. I'll repeat it slower, 607-444-5597. Oh, yeah, I want a Wilers. We'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. You can sell. Wait, who is this? Ready? Watch the screen. Who is this? Who? Kevin Spacey at the end of Usual Suspects. I didn't see that movie. Oh, he's Kaiser Soze. That's not important. It's not a spoiler. Oh.